0: Hello, and welcome to the Great Obsession Podcast, where your hosts Riley and Sam were two bitches that love to talk about uh, lots of things, but mainly pop culture and books. And we're here today with a best of 22 episode for you. So get cozy and get a nice little fun drink, Uh, because I personally think that these kinds of episodes are super cozy. So I'm very excited to talk about this. How are you feeling, Sam? You excited?
1: I am excited. I feel like when I was doing prep for this, there was like all of the stuff that I forgot I consumed in 2022. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I, I did read that or I did watch that. And it was kind of a fun little walk down memory lane. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to hear what you have picked for your best because. Riley and I made the bold decision to not uh, <laughs> share with one another ahead of time uh, what our best of awards were going to, so we will be reacting in live time. which yes. I think will be
0: very fun for us. I am really excited about this. Also, I'm so cozy right now. It's insane. I'm drinking a uh, peppermint mocha once again, and... <laughs> <laughs> on my beanbag. So I like have a lot of energy, but I'm also just like really curled up and cozy. And I just can't wait to talk about all this shit. Cause I, I also, it's like a nice trip down memory lane because most of the beginning of this year, like January through April, is like, like non existent in my head. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, no, nothing. That was like liminal space. But it turns out there is some stuff I consumed during that time that I actually really loved. And so it was fun to go back and be like, oh my God, that was this year. So, Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yes. So As am I. um, I want to just give a little roadmap because this is like ingrained into my head as a former call center employee. Uh, (laughs) 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 So, we're going to go through, we have kind of three different categories. Our first one is entertainment. So, we're going to talk about like our favorite music, podcasts, TV shows, movies, pop culture moments, stuff like that. This year, And then we're going to have a little lifestyle category where we talk about like our favorite um, like products and life events and foods and just fun stuff like that. And then the last little segment will be all about books. So we'll be talking about our favorite books, our favorite OTPs. It's so funny. I can't believe I'm saying the OTP out loud in 2022. I don't think I've said that acronym out loud since I was like 16.
1: Oh, my God. I say... (laughs) OTP out loud all the fucking time. And it's the most (laughs) stupid thing in the entire world because you know who doesn't know what an OTP is? Literally the entire world. The entire world. Um, If you were not big in the fanfic Tumblr realm circa, I don't know, mid-2000s, you're just not aware of that terminology at all. Um, I will say the book girlies to this day are... They know what an OTP is. I see it being used on uh, tweets, that book Twitter, and yada yada. So it is out there. People still say it, but I say it all, out loud to Jack all the time. And he's <laughs> like, OTP, what What does you it just, mean? Like, and then the thing is, is if you're not aware, OTP stands for one true pairing,
0: which is the stupidest
1: thing in the it's entire so world. It's so stupid.
0: It's literally so stupid. But
1: it's... <laughs> I don't have any other way to describe it.
0: No, it's practical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: But yeah, excited to get into our OTPs because I've got some.
0: Yeah. Me too. And then at the very end, we'll talk about some stuff we're anticipating for 2023 as well, which I'm excited to talk about. So without further ado, Let's just get right into music. So we're going to share our Spotify wrapped, which is like, I know it's annoying to hear other people go on and on and on about their own Spotify wrapped when you're like, I don't know any of this music and I don't care. So we won't talk about it for a thousand years, but I do have some, some things to say about the music that I listened to this year. And tell me. Yeah. So, so let me tell you who my top artists were. My top artists were, number one, to the surprise of absolutely no one, and for, like, the fifth year in a row, it's Taylor Swift. And <laughs> she's never not been my top artist, like, ever since I started using Spotify in, like, 2015 or whatever. Wow, that was, like, seven years Amen. ago. It's been Taylor Swift every year. Um, and then number two is my king, Harry Styles. Number three <laughs> is my other queen, Phoebe Bridgers, my sad girl queen. Number Four, one of these things is not like the others, and it's number four, the main. Do you know who the main are? I do not they're a a pop punk band that are like have been around for a really long time and have a really core fan base like they've been making music since like two thousand eight or something crazy so amen uh i didn't get into them until probably a few years ago when. One of our old high school friends was tweeting about them a lot. Uh, yeah, we have this high school friend who we don't really talk to anymore, but I still follow her on Twitter and trust her music recommendations. She's really into the main, so I started listening to them a few years ago. And then this year, I bought a ticket to see them in concert, so then I started, like, really, really listening because I wanted to know the music really well. So there they are. They're in my top artists. And then number five is Maud Latour, who is another kind of smaller artist, but she's a pop girly. So it's, like, all, like alt pop except for the main like randomly pop punk so it's a little all over the place (laughs) which I feel like is on brand because I listen to all kinds of shit um you do
1: like you you do have like a pretty varied taste but even still all of those like those all still fit under you they like make sense you know
0: yeah yeah I feel like I I'm all over the place but I'm always pop adjacent one thing about me I'm always Mm -hmm. gonna listen to pop adjacent music just... Amen, bitch. Amen. So I am pop punk, alt pop, pop rock. It's it's all it's all for me. So then when we get into my t- my top songs, when I posted this on my Instagram story, I legit got mes- several messages being like, "This is such a sad girl list. Like, are you okay?" <laughs> I saw
1: your, I did see your list, and I was like, "Whoa, this year was way tougher on her than I
0: thought." <laughs> but so I need to like qualify first that. The majority of my music listening this year Has been me falling asleep to music I entered my falling asleep to music Era this year uh, I did it in high school But then like once I moved to college and got roommates and stuff I stopped falling asleep to music But then this year one night I was like Hey Jacob, is it cool if I like put music on to fall asleep? He's like, yeah sure So I don't know what that voice was That I just gave Jacob
1: I'm obsessed with your Jacob voice Because it always sounds like
0: <laughs> Yeah, okay <laughs>
1: so funny (laughs) he doesn't sound like that at all no he's a normal voice
0: no (laughs) but he's never gonna be on this podcast probably anyway so um he you're only gonna hear him through this voice which is yeah sure that's fine so (laughs) (laughs) he was really chill with me like putting music on which is nice uh so i i have this sleep playlist and i listen to it every night and and these are the songs these are like the five songs that I would put on first every night like because every night I Mm. kind of pick which song I'm gonna do first and it's always one that I really love so number one my favorite favorite song this is really fitting this is like one of my favorite songs of all time is nothing new Taylor's version from the vault featuring Phoebe Bridgers I just fucking love this song. It's so sad. It's like the saddest song ever, but it's really relatable. (laughs) Like the, I I wake up in the middle of the night and I can feel time moving. That's just so relatable to me at this time in my life. I feel like time is just flying by me. So I put this song on at night, especially when I'm like, kind of sad at night and it just like really is so
1: <laughs> and it's your number like, one cathartic. i'm just saying you're not doing a very good job of convincing people that you're not a sad girl
0: <laughs> oh i'm a, here's the thing though i am a sad girl at night like nighttime is when i'm like oh shit like i have to work tomorrow like what am i doing working this eight to five job like blah. like i just get kind of existential at night and so it's really fitting with the music i fall asleep to is like sad as fuck So, uh, so with all that falling asleep to music, my total minutes listened was 55,000, which like, that's pretty good. I feel like it's not crazy, but Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a lot of music. And my top genre was pop. Who's surprised? No one, not me, but I'm ready to hear about your music. I feel like I've been talking for a thousand years. Um,
1: so my music is maybe a tad more varied. I think I just have a lot of aspects Of myself. Um, (laughs) And I think I'm just like on a constant emotional roller coaster. And my music sometimes reflects that. Uh, My number one artist. Same. Taylor Swift. um, Queen shit. Uh, Not much to say there. Been a number one for many years. She continues to drop hits. Nothing else to say. Um, My number two. Which I did not foresee this it's like one of those things you're like i know i listen to a lot but i didn't think it was like that much um my number two is king's kaleidoscope which is a christian rock band so out here just (laughs) really showing my cards um they are they're actually really good and full disclosure they it's really interesting not that any of you out there are interested (laughs) But if you're at all interested in the course of evangelical Christianity within America, um, King's Kaleidoscope was a worship band for the church Mars Hill, which ended up – it's, like, very famous for how badly it crashed and burned and, like, the spiritual abuse that took place there. Oh, shit. And so they have a lot of songs kind of in response to that and in response in general to – um, just like the hypocritical nature of the Christian church, the specifically white evangelicals and how much harm the big C American church does on its, uh, followers. And it, it, they just have a lot of really political, um, s- like religious statements, in their music. And I'm a huge fan.
0: That sounds uh, very my interesting.
1: Three. I know it's, it's, I'm really showing my hand. Um, <laughs> if you ever want to talk christian politics hit me up in a from a liberal perspective (laughs) and my number three is lewis capaldi freaking love him king um jack and i listen to him all the time i think he is like our relationship artist you know he's like the artist that we listen to together that's so cute um And then, also, he's hilarious. If you ever see any of his interviews, he's an absolute riot. My number four, which the fact that this man never comes out with new music and he's my number four, I think really speaks to how much I love him. But, uh, Hozier doesn't, is not a Taylor Swift, does not drop in new tracks ever, (laughs) but I do think the artist that, like, most aligns with me as a person is probably Hozier Um, I just re-listened to that first album over and over again. Speaks to me like nothing else. And my number five is the band Parachute, but they're, like, not actively a band anymore. Their heyday was definitely in 2010. Um, nobody under the age of, like, 35 listens to them except for me. (laughs) And they're also from Virginia, so every time uh, Jack and I go back to Virginia to visit somebody, I'm like is this is this the moment I see parachute in the grocery store or something like that?" <laughs> never have um never seen any of them, but I like to I like to dream actually, this is a little off topic, but Deis, we went to a wedding in Virginia like two three i like a week before Thanksgiving, and mm. they had a live band, and I knew they were gonna have a live band. And internally, I was like, oh my God, what if their live band is Parachute? <laughs> it wasn't. It was like a regular, like, swing
0: Screaming. jazz band. Screaming.
1: I was like, maybe,
0: maybe. How um, iconic would that be? I'm just obsessed with the if fact that, like, this. if the, the fact you. that you would recognize them in a grocery store is so funny to me. Like, I have no idea what they look like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I would probably only recognize the lead um, singer in the grocery store, but I, yeah, huge fan. Um, which, my top songs reflect exactly all of my top artists. Um, so, number oh, one, I have The One book. by Taylor Swift. Oh, such number a Number two, Willow by Taylor Swift. Amazing. Um, three, Safe Retreat by King's Kaleidoscope, which is one of those songs... That is kind of a – it has a lot of anger and frustration combined with, like, joy. And so it's like a song about anger at the church, but, like, joy in your own faith beyond the church kind of thing. Mm, cool. um, was So I really enjoy that. And then number four is Joy, which is also by King's Kaleidoscope. Very self-explanatory. It's about joy. Cute. And – Number five is "American Secrets" by Parachute, which is the greatest song <laughs> they have so ever
0: funny. written. I'm
1: obsessed with that song. Wow, uh, I'm obsessed. I know. With that my, for you, my taste, my taste is iconic to say the least. <laughs> um, and I do have to say, my top genres, which I just think this kills me. Number one was pop, but number two is contemporary country. Number three was contemporary Christian music. Wow. Number four was stomp and holler. and number five was neoclassical. And I think that really encapsulates me as a person.
0: Well, now that we've talked about music for like way waste, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, we'll go through our Spotify rap really quick because like no one wants to hear about that like twenty minutes." Nah, later. I knew that was gonna be. I knew <laughs> it's fun to talk like, about. This girl can, can talk say? about
1: music like nobody's business.
0: Oh, I fucking love talking about music. Um, you know what else I love talking about Our podcasts because I listen to so Sing. many podcasts. Hmm, I wonder why we started a podcast. Maybe because I love podcasts. Incredible. So I want to know what your top five podcasts are. Um, so
1: my number one podcast is the NPR Up First podcast, which I listen like to news? every morning. Okay. Yeah, it's like 12 to 14 minutes of whatever the the latest news is and i listen to it every morning to keep me informed. Love it. Um number 2 is the podcast Novel Bound, which i started re-listening to a little bit in 2021 but really took off in 2022 and they are a book podcast that i especially like because they do a lot of author interviews. Um and I think that's, I think it's really fun to read a book and then hear an author talk about their process in writing it. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, um, cool. number three is a court of tattoos and rosé. Oh my God. Love. Are a riot. The funniest girls on earth. If you are a Sarah J Moss fan, um, I highly, highly recommend giving their podcast a listen. It's a good-ass time. I love them. I feel like they're my besties. Um, number four is The Daily by The New York Times, which is like <laughs> a hour-long podcast that they put out for – it's just like in-depth on one single news article, usually political. Okay. And I guess I listen to it a decent amount. I do love listening to the news. Um,
0: I don't know what to I tell you. Couldn't it couldn't be me, but I love that for you. <laughs> You're an informed number woman. Number five,
1: I am an informed woman, um, and I really value being informed, and I think that we should all try to be informed, at least a little bit. You don't have to listen to The Daily every day, but you could at least listen to Up First. That's all I'm saying. 15 minutes. My number five is Flights of Fantasy,
0: oh, so which good.
1: is also a book podcast, shocker a really fun listen but i love their perspectives and they always pull out things that i didn't notice my first reading but those are my top
0: 5 so so these 5 podcasts they really did it for me because like i listen to so so many podcasts like most of the podcasts you listen to i feel like besides the news ones i have also listened to quite a bit mm-hmm. um, but we only have one of our top 5 in common so um Kind of mysterious because uh, it's number four. So my number one podcast was What We Said, which is, it's the podcast that I went and saw live in Dallas that I was telling you about. Mm. Um, It's two girls who are like besties since high school. I love them. They're hilarious. I saw them live and they were incredible. I'm obsessed with them. JC and Chelsea, I don't know if you'll you'll never listen to this, but um, I love you. (laughs) 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 they're my queens and then my number two podcast i'm so sad because this podcast is ending uh, which is so rude but it's it's called chatty broads with becca and jess and it is a bachelor adjacent podcast so they watch the bachelor and then they like break down every episode uh every week but they also do episodes like with their husbands where they talk about like relationships or just like life so they're also ones where i kind of feel like they're my besties but also like i love listening to people react to the bachelor and like talk about it so love that podcast it's very tragically ending but one of the hosts is going to continue with her husband a a new podcast about reality tv so looking forward to that Um, intriguing along right along with the bachelor my number three (laughs) is a podcast called game (laughs) of roses which is a bachelor podcast and honestly, wow. it's such an iconic podcast. If anyone listening watches The Bachelor and you've never listened to Game of Roses, I'm begging you to go listen to it because the hosts break it down. It's a very organized podcast and they break down The Bachelor as if it's a sport. So they have like categories like play of the game, error of the game, personal trauma card of the game. Like they, and every episode is quote unquote a game. Like it's just so interesting hearing how they analyze it as a sport and also their the hosts are really funny so 10 out of 10 would recommend that podcast um number four is the only podcast we had in common which is a core of tattoos and rosé our queens it's a good ass time i love them so much and then they are number fab. five this podcast is called the evolution uh, of a snake and um it's the best podcast ever. They, they'll they do episodes where they break down every year of Taylor Swift's career from, like, 2006. I think they've gotten up through 2016. And they just break down the whole year, like, everything that she was doing. Uh, and, like, analyze and talk about it. And they analyze really critically, which I like. They're not like, everything mm-hmm. she does is amazing. Because, like, I'm old enough now where I don't, like, worship her and think everything she does is amazing. So I like hearing people talk, like, analytically about... Realistically. Yeah, yeah, like, realistically about stuff that happened in her career. So I just... That podcast is so good. Um, I feel like we've talked for a million years about podcasts and music, but I want to just really quickly, like, shout out my favorite TV shows. We don't need to talk for a million years about them, but I want to mention... I... Love reality TV. I watched a lot of it this year. Um, And so two of my, like, top three that I wrote down are reality TV shows. The only non-reality TV show that I want to shout out this year is The Summer I Turned Pretty. Did you watch that? Yeah, you did, right? Yes, I did. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. It was, like, everything I've ever wanted in a show. Yes. It It was was perfect. perfect, like,
1: summertime beach teen romance vibes because you know how sometimes it's like oh i just want i just want like a beach romance yeah and i feel like i haven't had a beach romance that met my expectations since the last song um starring miley cyrus and liam hemsworth um until this year, when I watched the summer, I turned pretty
0: incredible, iconic, it was so good. The summer vibes were so perfect, and it came out I think in June, which is like the beginning of summer. So it was mm-hmm. just like the perfect way to get into my summer vibes. I, I'm obsessed, love it so. Much. Also,
1: Conrad, <sighs> when he wears those
0: glasses, I was uh, like, oh my gosh. gosh. Also, Jeremiah wow. though is also so cute.
1: Jeremiah's too pretty for me. He makes me think of if like like Apollo the god was like a person. Yeah. That's what I think he looks like to me. He like looks like some kind of Greek statue and I He does. I don't like it. Feels unapproachable. Oh, I like Unlike my, Conrad, that. Unlike Conrad, who seems so approachable. It's,
0: I was going to say Conrad seems like the less approachable of the two to me, but I know. I, know. I love
1: the grumpy boy. Well, we'll learn more about that later on this list cuz it, it it is reflected. Um, yeah. But uh
0: did, were the was that your main TV show? Um, that was my non-reality TV show. The other two like reality TV shows that I just loved the most this year were one, Love is Blind season three, iconic, amazing, never been done before, whatever that Lady Gaga meme is, <laughs> stunning, perfect, beautiful. I loved it. It was so dramatic. It was everything I ever want out of a reality TV show. And the other show that was everything I ever want out of a show is was The Ultimatum. Did you watch The Ultimatum? It was like from earlier mm-hmm. this year. Oh, it was like the messiest show ever where they like brought on all these couples that like one person had given the other an ultimatum like... You need to change this about yourself or or I'm done kind of thing. Uh and oh God, they got that sounds all of them so together. Healthy. And and then they made them all break up for a week and like do a trial marriage with someone else in the like oh my group. God, what? It's <laughs> and then and then after that they had to go back with each other and do a trial marriage. It was the messiest shit ever. It like didn't obviously didn't work it's like, for any of the couples. It's messy it was, for the
1: sake of messy. <laughs>
0: It was literally just mess for the sake of mess. A lot of people didn't like it because of how messy it was. But I was living. I was living for it. <laughs> Obsessed with it. it. It's one of those ones where I don't follow any of the cast members afterwards. Because I, like, don't even care. <laughs> Unlike Love is mm-hmm. Blind. Like, on Love is Blind, I get invested oh, in yeah, the yeah. people. But at, after the ultimatum, I was like, I loved that. And um, I, you can all move on with your lives. As will I. <laughs> but if they make a season two, I'm going to watch it.
1: Dad... Wow. So yeah, okay, yeah, no, my... I hadn't. I really really had not
0: seen that on my radar. Well oh, keep it in so, mind. So good. If you ever need some mess, it's some really good mess. But what were your T V shows oh, yeah. this year? Um,
1: so my this is kind of funny. So, Stranger Things part one, not part oh. two. We can talk about this at length at a oh. different time. My thoughts on Stranger Things part two. Um, this is season four, part one. I should yeah, specify. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this season had Jack and I on the edge of our seats, screaming, crying, throwing up the entire time. <laughs> Literally. Um, it. We were like, "Oh, we're going to just like watch one episode a day. We're not big like bingers by nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't try. We generally try not to do that." And we just binged the fuck out of this. We were absolutely on just annihilated it. Um and so I really enjoyed watching that. Really kept me on my toes. Uh number 2, Dark Horse. Didn't think I would love it as much as I did Wednesday, which just oh, came out. At, I still like, haven't watched it a month ago. Uh-huh. Um I really enjoyed it. It it had all of the elements I was looking for. I love me a supernatural uh show. It I love me a difficult girly um lots of twists, lots of turns. Kept me kept me on the edge of my seat, which I enjoyed. I'm looking forward to season 2 should they have one and I think they will. And then my best show also the last season of this show, RIP. Uh, Dairy Girls. For those oh. of you out there who have not seen Dairy Girls. Me. If, if you are a woman, particularly <laughs> if you're a woman who either went to a private school or is coming from, like, a Catholic background, you gotta see it. It is so funny and so genuine and, like, batshit but also it's like yeah that that is how i was when i was 14 years old and it's painful to watch but also so accurate it's one of my one of my favorite tv shows of all time there're only 3 it. seasons it's very short um and it's an absolute fucking ride uh, put on subtitles though because it take they all live in Derry um, Northern Ireland and they're hard to uh, understand sometimes but 10 mm. of 10 would recommend. Also, if you're at all into history, it's a great one to read. If you want to learn more about the Irish Troubles and Bloody Sunday and the various conflicts between England and Ireland and Northern Ireland, which yeah, I wrote a 30-page paper on back in oh college, my which might, might influence my interest in this show. But wow,
0: would recommend. <laughs> I need to watch it sounds very good I think you'd really enjoy it it's hilarious yeah I'm sure I would I just like forget that it exists I also I just like forgot about stranger things how did I literally forget about that that should have been on my list it's because I was also like screaming crying throwing up the whole time it was
1: early um in the year
0: yeah you know it's like all that that earlier in the
1: year stuff is so easy to forget
0: it's true which
1: has me curious on your pop culture moments Yes. And how far back into the year you went? Because initially, I could only think like a month back. I couldn't yeah, think same. Of a single thing that happened, and then I did some research and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I literally so had your, to do your research."
0: Pop culture <laughs> highlights for 2022. So my number one. This is something I had to be reminded of the existence of it. Uh, was Wordle, just like Wordle <laughs> as a moment. I just like loved that. I loved. I was in like. I got put in this group chat by one of Jacob's cousins with all these people I did not know. Like, I didn't have any of the numbers in my phone, and all we did was, like, send our Wordle scores every day. So, like, every day I was just, like, seeing people's Wordle scores. I was talking to all my friends about it. Everyone on Twitter was talking about it. I haven't done it in months. I forgot it existed. But, like, when it was big, it was so much fun being into Wordle. So,
1: so living for that. I, to this day, so I showed my grandma Wordle, Mm -hmm. Um, My grandma loves word games. Um, She's super sharp uh, on the word game front. (laughs) And I am now in a group chat with my grandma, my aunt, my other aunt, and my cousin. I have never posted anything in this group chat. And every day, (laughs) my grandma, the only thing that comes through this chat is just like my grandma's Wordle score. That's so awesome. Like at like 7 p.m. Oh and it's just so sweet. And she does pretty good. Um so funny. But yeah, kills me. Iconic.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, Wordle was just like such an iconic moment of pop culture. It's one of those moments where I just feel like the world like achieved world peace for a brief moment. Because everyone was just like <laughs> so invested in the same thing. Kind of like Pokemon Go in 2016. It was like just everyone was into it. So I loved that. Um, my other two are from later in the year. And they both happen around the same time. But these were just mm-hmm. like year-defining pop culture moments for me. <laughs> Number one is don't worry, darling, slash Spitgate. I just that Spit-gate. whole moment was just like so funny. My my Twitter timeline was the funniest thing of <laughs> my life. I just was like endlessly entertained all week. And at the same time, it was like during that same week, Queen Elizabeth died and Trisha Paytas had her baby. And so there were all those memes about Trisha Paytas' baby being the reincarnation of Queen Elizabeth. And that was just so fucking hilarious that, like, and to this day, like, Trisha Paytas still makes memes about, like, TikToks about it. Like, I saw she made a TikTok of her baby, like, trying to help her remember her life in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> so funny. So those two, like, they happened around the same time, but they were, they just mm-hmm. made the year for me. So, yeah, those were my top three Pop yeah top three um what we, about have yours? Some similar
1: ones, we have some similar ones very similar uh yeah so i have to put spit gate down um i died when i saw that video and then they edited <laughs> it to like look like he was like throwing a goat the on goat? chris pine yeah <laughs> and it was just iconic i gotta ask do you think he spit on chris pine I don't. I really don't. I don't either. I really don't. <laughs> but it was but so funny. It just funny. Looks, it looks. It looks so perfect.
0: Um, and the fact that Harry mentioned it at a concert, when he's like, oh, I, you know, I just was in um New York to spit on Chris Pine. Now I'm back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so funny. Well, and It's just, it's so funny because that was the moment. That and the Don't Worry Darling drama in general. I had, like, Jack's friends, like, people just reaching out to me and they were like, you like Harry Styles? (laughs) Do you think he spit on him? Like, explain to me what's going on. Like, people were like... Like, I just realized that some people only know me in the context of Harry (laughs) Styles, Styles which was quite funny. (laughs) So Um, funny. But, yeah, that was a real... I watched that video so many times. I'm obsessed with it. so Uh, My next one, similar, kind of adjacent to yours, was... Liz Truss, who was the British prime minister for the world's shortest amount of time (laughs) and um, the amount of jokes that came out. So, first of all, uh, there was a newspaper in the UK that set up a live feed of a head of cabbage. And every day they were like, (laughs) like cabbage is, like, Cabbage outlasts British Prime Minister Liz Truss. And so the Cabbage literally outlasted her, like, reign, or not reign, but, like, her time as Prime Minister, which killed me. I thought that was so fucking funny. And then the literal BBC, like, an actual news network, (laughs) made a montage of Liz Truss, just various pictures of her during her time as Prime Minister, and put it to the music of Blank Space, Blank space. by Taylor Swift <laughs> yeah. and played it on national television. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? That was a, that was a true highlight for oh, me. Oh, so
0: um, iconic.
1: Obsessed with that. Like, but my number one pop culture moment that will, that continues to have me in a chokehold to this day, cannot escape it, um, is... Negroni, spagliato with, with prosecco. prosecco in it. <laughs> oh, stunning! <laughs> I obsessed that video, and now to this day, Jack and I always go, "Oh, stunning!" to each other. <laughs> it's such a riot. Um, whenever I see, I like got prosecco at a wedding, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm drinking prosecco." <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking like prosecco,
0: but I just.
1: I was just titillated. Just for the, for
0: the um, Wait, I was going to ask, I'm obsessed have, you, with that. have you ever had a Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it? No. <laughs> Me
1: no, never even heard of it. I mean, I know what a Negroni is and I know what, I know Spagliato is like a type of Negroni alcohol thing. And then Prosecco, obviously I've had that, but no, I, I was like, you never what's had she the saying? Combo. <laughs> a Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco oh stunning oh stunning anyways
0: (laughs) i also loved that moment it was Um, i still see like memes of it like the sound gets used on tiktok all the time and it's it's funny every time i love it so much every time never fails never fails well um really quickly before we leave the entertainment section i want to Mm -hmm. ask your three favorite movies of this year because like i don't watch movies that much i'm just simply not a movie person but you are so i want to know yes what your highlights were
1: and so we go to the movies all the time i did try when i was thinking about my top three i really tried to think about movies that left me like when i left the theater i was like damn that that was worth sitting down for like movies that maybe took me by surprise i guess by how good they are Mm -hmm. um so i have top gun maverick which I was really skeptical Uh of as a sequel. I do love the original Top Gun, and so I was like, eh, it's so fucking good. It was such a good time, such a ride, really enjoyed it. Um, Number two is the movie Dog, which was Channing I know, not not hyped up at all. So random. Real dark horse, but it's Channing Tatum and this military dog whose owner died like in an in a combat and the dog like has PTSD and is just like kind of crazy and like very difficult to take care of and so Channing Tatum is in charge of taking this dog this crazy dog from this one place all the way to this other base where the dog is going to be put down And they both are, like, kind of suffering from PTSD and, like, war trauma. And they, like, heal each other, like, dog and man. And we thought it was going to be, like, a a raunchy comedy. It's Channing Tatum. I don't know. And it was the sweetest, like, cutest, like, story about, like, the power of a dog and a man and... Then we found out afterwards that the story is actually inspired by Channing Tatum's real life road <gasps> trip with his oh rescue dog. Oh no, um, that's so and cute. that wrecked me. So that was that's a real dark horse that I didn't see wow. coming. But the best movie that I saw in 2022 cross the board is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh yeah. Um, an absolutely I- insane movie blew my mind an incredible introspective um, work on like generational trauma and what it means to be an immigrant, what it means to maybe feel like you have like a life unfulfilled and like you didn't live up to your potential. Mm. Like what does that mean? It's, It's all of those things. In the most like bonkers, unique, crazy ride. Um, if anybody, if you haven't seen it, I of the all the movies I saw this year, that's the one I recommend people see.
0: It's phenomenal. Okay. The I cast, need to see it.
1: phenomenal. Um, and you didn't ask for this, but I'm gonna give it to you anyways because the worst movie <laughs> I saw in 2022 <laughs> is maybe the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Do oh, you have any wait. guesses? uh don't worry darling nope not even close um no I don't know the worst movie I saw in 2022 was Morbius
0: oh (laughs) I forgot about Morbius wait the memes I thought were so funny it's so
1: bad it doesn't make any fucking sense it it's like not even, listen, I like bad movies. Like I like cheesy movies. I like hokey movies, whatever. Uh-huh. That's not, that, that's not what this is. This is just a bad movie. <laughs> and Jared Leto takes himself way too seriously. And the only redeeming character is Matt Smith, who I am in love with. Okay. Um, And his portion is just like way too small and does not make up for the fact that this movie makes no fucking sense. And why can Morbius fly? (laughs) Somebody tell me, is there a superhero bro out there who can tell me how getting infected by bats gives you the ability to levitate because it shouldn't. There was no magic involved. (laughs) They made it clear this was all science. Where's the science, America? hated it, passionate about it, could do a whole like, episode about how stupid and bonkers this film is. Um, but that that's my thoughts on
0: the worst movie of all time, Morbies. Wow. I love that you You're included welcome. that. It's funny because I actually wrote down um, a worst category under pop culture moments because I just wanted to say that my least favorite pop culture moment of this year was how f- how obsessed everyone was with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Like, I hated that. Oh I didn't want to hear anything about it. I didn't care. Every- everyone had hot takes, and I just, like, did not care. And so I-, I hated that moment, and I just need to get that off my chest. I hate it. Never want to hear I about concur- it again. All right. Well, now that we've discussed um, our entertainment preferences of the year for an hour, should we move on to <laughs> some... Some, like, just kind of lifestyle stuff really yeah. quick before we get into books. So this is where we'll get, I guess, a little more personal because we'll be talking about, like, our actual mm-hmm. lives and what we like. But um, what I want to know, like, just 2022 for you, like, what your mm-hmm. top, like, life events were this year that you're, like, happy about that defined 2022 for you. Um,
1: I think the life event that defined 2022 for me was, um, I had sex. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't uh, say that's what I was no, expecting. No, no. Wow. <laughs> I'm obs- I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> oh, that was too funny. Um, uh, no, the, I mean, the the real life. The The real life defining event was I did, I did get married, which, um... You did, you did. It's funny because, uh, I actually don't <laughs> think it changed that much in my life. I mean, it did in, like, some very, like, basic day-to-day things, but, like, I don't know, we were already very close and spending an outrageous amount of time together beforehand, so...
0: Yeah, and you guys dated for um, a long time.
1: Oh, yeah, we ain't dated for a while. So, but, yeah, I did get married, um... <laughs> You I did. Uh, also uh, <laughs> got a new job which I think is a it's ha- happened at the very end of the, the year but I think it's it's a big it's a big change for me <laughs> those are my life events
0: how about you <laughs> I'm still screaming trying to beat that <laughs> about <laughs> about sex defining 2022 for you I'm obsessed with that Oh um mine were I also had a couple pretty big life events this year. Number mm-hmm. num my well we'll do number two first. Number two for me was I moved. I moved from Utah Ooh. to Texas, which like can't say that I'm like obsessed, obsessed with Texas, but I moved <laughs> from a five hundred square foot apartment in Utah into a house. Um what? And that has just, like, been such an upgrade. Like, I, I love living in a house. I'm just, like, so obsessed with it. So, like, if I'm being fully honest, I do miss Utah quite a bit because that's, like, where my friends were. That's, like, where all my favorite mm-hmm. haunts were. And, like, I, for context, I've lived there since 2015. I, that was my freshman year of college. Uh I did leave for a year and a half to serve a Mormon mission, which is ooh something we can get into in another episode. Another episode. Ooh, yeah. Um but besides that, I've lived there since 2015. So that's a long time. So like moving was just really big for me because like Utah it was mm-hmm. somewhere I was really comfortable. Um somewhere I was really established and had a lot of roots. And and so being in a new place has been like a challenge for me because I have had to learn like what I'm really interested in what I'm going to spend my time doing like when I don't have friends inviting me out to do stuff so mm-hmm. that's just been really good for me and I've really also liked having a house like in like a space that I can kind of make my own um really just love that so that was a big thing and then our my number one favorite life event of this year was we got a dog in January and mm. She is just my favorite thing in my whole life. Like she, like I'm being dead ass serious. She has made (laughs) my mental health better. My marriage better. My overall moods are better. Like just, she's so sweet and cuddly and, and I just love her so much. And like, I've spent this whole year, we got her in January. So I've had her for the whole year, just like getting to know her, uh, her little personality and like training her. And it's like, Required me to have some discipline, especially when we lived in an apartment. We had to, like, take her out on a leash very mm-hmm. often. So that, like, was really good for me because it got me out of the house. She still gets me out of the house because I go out and throw her ball with her now that she has a yard and I go on walks. It just, like, yeah, was a really life-changing thing, having a dog. I would 10 no. out of 10 recommend. I love her so much, even though she we... is the reason that my floors are always dirty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we love we, – we stand, Becca. Yes. Which is the name of the dog and not a friend.
0: Yes. Yes. She she came with the name Rebecca. We got her from a shelter, which is a weird name, but she already knew it, and we didn't want to teach her a new one, so we just shortened it to Becca. So, yeah, our dog has a, a weirdly human name, but um, we love her. We love She's it. She's my queen. Yeah. And no one else has a dog named Becca, so, like, I love that for me. So true. Like, different, not like other girls. <laughs> Not naming my dog, like, Luna, or whatever everyone else names their dog. Luna? Is I feel like I know, like, dog six Luna? people that name their dog Luna.
1: <laughs> I feel like everybody names their dog Bear.
0: Oh, I don't know anyone who names their dog Bear.
1: Maybe maybe they're just doing
0: that in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> that actually the bears makes up some there. sense.
1: Yeah, they really do.
0: And in Utah, everyone thinks that they're Luna Lovegood, so they all name their dog Luna. <sighs> Yeah, Yeah. so that's been my life this year. Um, along with that, let's talk about um, the food and drink that has defined our life. I just, like, really want to know, like, what... Because I feel like every year of my life mm-hmm. I have different foods that I, like, hyperfixate on or, like, something mm-hmm. that's always a go-to. And um, I never, like, write them down, so I can never remember. So, like, I, like, want to immortalize, like, <laughs> what food and drink defined... 2022 for us i want i want to know
1: um so my i'll start with my drink okay uh so the drink that defined is maybe a strong word because i think if i really had to pick like a defining drink it'd probably be like coffee or something but Mm -hmm. i think that's defined years previous yeah i think the drink that i've really come into and have really got on board with and have really enjoyed kind of exploring is uh, milk tea. Huge mm. fan. Uh, getting Love on that. that boba train. Yeah. And I think that's just something that I've really enjoyed. I guess because it's like, oh, if I don't want something carbonated and I don't want coffee, like my, my options for like a cool, creamy beverage, I feel like are very limited. Mm-hmm. And milk tea is the answer. Yeah. A huge fan. Totally. So... Really excited about that. Um, the Delicious. food, however, that has truly <laughs> defined this year, sustained me in a way that no other food has, is um, chicken. <laughs> Just <laughs> chicken. So, and le- please elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you why. Um, so this. Genuinely, uh, this year has been kind of the year where Jack and I got into cooking a lot. Um, It's also been a year where money's a little bit tight. Mm -hmm. And so we exclusively buy the like six-pound bag of chicken thighs from Costco. Oh, Um, yeah. And... That's the only protein that we consume in this house. And so we have learned to cook chicken in a thousand different ways. And in a thousand different dishes, it's so versatile. I just feel, I feel like prior to this year, I could do one thing and that was make like a bland cooked all the way through chicken breast to put on Mm -hmm. like a salad or something. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I can make really good real like flavored and seasoned chicken for a variety of dishes in a variety of ways and textures and consistencies and I just feel really empowered to cook thanks to my chicken experience so chicken really defined 2022 for me an unexpected fave
0: yeah that is an unexpected fave but um I love that chicken is cool because it it really takes on the flavors of like what you cook it in, so there are a lot of for sure. ways to to cook it. Um, I don't really cook, but when I do cook, it's with chicken. <laughs> I feel like it's amen. Uh, it's very versatile. So wow, I love that for you. Well, for me, I'll start with my drink as well. For me, this has been the year of the dirty chai. I oh I that has been what I have been like drinking a lot. For context, I didn't start drinking coffee until um like the fall of 2020 because that was kind of when my journey of leaving Mormonism began. And I mean, we can get into that in another episode, but I I kind of did a lot of exploring trying to figure out what I actually liked um for coffee and I feel like in 2021 I just was like drinking literally everything at every coffee shop. I was just trying everything. And in 2022 I learned that there's the combination of chai and coffee is just so elite cuz it's like spicy but it's also got the bitterness but chai also is a little bit sweet and so it mm-hmm. like is a is like a way to get a drink that's not super bitter but also not super sweet cuz i'm i don't like mm-hmm. when it's like so sweet you can't taste the coffee so um i mean i still definitely order other things like right now i'm drinking my peppermint mocha but I just, that's such an easy go-to. And also for the mornings, um, like from home, I don't have a coffee maker of any kind. So I make a poor man's dirty chai with the <laughs> the Trader Joe's Is chai concentrate. Gross? No, no, no. It's it's good. Um, Trader Joe's okay. chai concentrate. Have you ever tried it? It's so, so good. Yes. Yeah. It's elite. So I like, I go through so much of it. I'm probably like single-handedly keeping Trader Joe's in business with how much of their chai concentrate I consume. <laughs> Um, but I, so I pour a little bit of that into a glass and then, and I always drink it iced. I'm an iced coffee girl. And then I buy like the, you know, at the grocery store, they have like the Starbucks brand iced coffee in like a big, like mm-hmm. big bottle. Yeah. So I just buy that. I usually buy the dark roast cause that's like the strongest one. So I do that, um, in my, with the chai and then I pour in some kind of oat milk and that's like my, my drink every morning. So, um, wow. yeah, it's pretty good. I would recommend love, that. Love that to, for you. Anyone who doesn't have a coffee maker and likes a dirty chai. It's like a pretty good alternative. Obviously, I'd love to have an espresso machine and make a, a real proper dirty chai. But um, that's what keeps me going. So I love Amen. that. And then uh, my food this year has been toast. <laughs> 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 so that's <laughs> true, queen. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that It sounds... Stupid. But listen, you know, I don't cook. I don't – or I sometimes cook, but I don't enjoy cooking. I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But something that's, like, pretty easy and foolproof is different kinds of toast. There are a million different ways to eat toast. I spent a lot of time in coffee shops this year before I switched companies in July. At my last company, I would work from a coffee shop pretty much every day. Now I, like, tragically can't do that because of an NDA that I signed. But anyway (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> hate that for me. But I um coffee shops obviously they serve lots of different kinds of toast. So like when I went to visit you in Seattle, we went to some little coffee shop in uh, I think in Bellevue mm-hmm. and I got like a I think it was called the PNW toast and it was like cream cheese and smoked salmon and lemon juice and salt. And I ever since I had that, I um started buying. I don't do this all the time. I haven't had it in a while, but I had a a season where I was buying like smoked salmon from Trader Joe's and I would make that toast. Ooh. Um, it was very good. I would make it at home. I buy like it's the Trader Joe's brand, like sourdough bread. Cause that's just like a really solid, delicious bread. And like, obviously bread is the base of the toast. So it has to be good. Amen. Um, and then I also discovered, I really like a toast with almond butter and cherry jam. Cause the combination of almond and cherry is just like elite to me. So that's another toast. I make lots of variations of avocado toast where I put like red onion or radishes or uh, balsamic vinegar or not balsamic vinegar, balsamic glaze, uh, lemon juice, Mm -hmm. like all kinds of stuff you can put on avocado toast. Eggs, turkey bacon. Like I eat a variation of toast pretty much every day. It's what sustains me. It's easy to make when I work from home. So um, yeah, this has been the year of toast for me. And that's what I have to say about that. Wow. The year the year of toast
1: and chicken. We are two of the two of the widest women to walk this
0: earth. For real. That's like the widest shit I've ever heard.
1: Maybe one day we'll be together and we can make chicken toast. That sounds like
0: <laughs> no.
1: I I bet I bet we could take toast. And, like, toast it up really good, turn it into breadcrumbs, bread the chicken, fry it, uh,
0: chicken true, tenders. True, true. I we was going to say we could do some kind of, like, almost like a chicken and waffles situation, but, like, Ooh. why would I do chicken and toast when we could just do chicken and waffles? So true. I love chicken and waffles. It's an elite so true for me. Well, should right. we talk about books? We got to get to the main event. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk been about books. been waiting this. for this. I've been waiting, too. What, uh...
1: What's your best book of 2022?
0: Surprising? No one. My best book of 2022 was A Court of Mist and Fury. That book has changed me. For context, (laughs) I have not been reading the last, like, five years of my life. Um, I read a lot in high school, as you know. Sam and I both read a lot in high school. And um, then, like once we were in college I feel like we just kind of both stopped reading and so this year we have both gotten really back into it uh Mm -hmm. and I feel like you definitely read a little more than me because you read a lot faster but I really dove headfirst into the SJM fantasy world because that's like what everyone was recommending and A Court of Mist and Fury just like made me feel that like joy of being fully invested in a story and a world and characters and a love story that I hadn't felt since high school and so it just like made me feel so good and so happy and I don't know maybe I would have different thoughts reading it now now that I've like been mm-hmm. reading but like A Court of Thorns and Roses was the first fiction book that I read this year and and so I wasn't really thinking critically I was just like I was just, like, absorbing literally everything. So, yeah, that that one really did it for me. And then when I was trying to make my list, I was like, I feel like I've read so much this year. But all I can come up with is, is SJM stuff. Because I read the whole Throne of Glass series, which is eight books. So it took me a while to get through. So mm-hmm. my, my number two and number three on my list are both from the Throne of Glass series. I chose Queen of Shadows and Empire of Storms just because both those books, I feel like were highlights in the series for me. So good. Making me, just made me feel so much joy, like so connected to a main character and a story and a cast of Mm -hmm. characters that felt like they were my friends. (laughs) Just like, oh, so good. So yeah, I mean, SJM is like really all I, all I have, even though I have read a few other things, but like it just, she just is, 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 is queen. That's, That's all I have to say, but what are your what are your favorite books of this year? So
1: I, I yes. So we do we do have some similar books. Um, (laughs) I think that this was like really hard for me. So I also have a Court of Mist and Fury, Uh, for kind of similar ish reasons to you. I think it was just the first time that I, like like really felt the spark that I had felt when I was like in high school where it's just like a fervor and I want to stay up all night to finish this book. And I mm-hmm. don't want to do work. I don't want to do anything. Don't want to talk to you. I just want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a really sweet thing to like rediscover that I still had because I kind of thought that I had grown out of it and that, that part of me just didn't exist anymore. Um, and so it was exciting to find that. I also have Empire of Storms, which I, this Throne of Glass series is uh, what Empire of Storms is from, and this is probably the best series that I think I've maybe ever read, Um, and so this was my favorite book of the series, and I just think in this book in particular, you see all of these, like, loose random threads just, like, slowly coming together, and I, was obsessed with that, and so that was the best like series read for me. Mm-hmm. And then I think the best sort of individual book that I read uh, is Ballad of Never After by Stephanie Garber. That book had me in a chokehold from <laughs> that I just didn't see coming at yeah. all. Did not expect it, and I'm a I'm obsessed. Queen shit. Uh, I do have to say an honorable mention for me. Is Dune?
0: Oh, which true. We was, read Dune this year, huh? We did read
1: Dune this year. I forgot, and I kind of forgot about it as well. It was a mammoth read, but honestly, finishing that book like gave me the confidence I needed to pick up another book. Yes. You know, I I feel yes. like I had started so many books and not finished them mm-hmm. that to then finish Dune, which is a really big book, if you're not aware it's a very good book the first one's really good um you don't necessarily need to read the rest no uh but like finishing that felt like such an achievement that it wasn't my favorite thing that i read but it was a real confidence boost when i needed it
0: yeah i so true
1: also um not that you asked for it but i wrote down um my best nonfiction reads oh okay which, tell me Are just they're just not comparable to the fiction. I overwhelmingly enjoy fiction more than nonfiction, but I did read a few books that made me think and feel so much more than I expected. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them is "I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings" by Maya Maya Angelou, which was. It's I listened to this one as an audiobook, which she has received Grammy Awards for her like reading of her work. So mm-hmm. it, I would recommend if you pick this one up, listen to her audiobook because she reads the whole thing. It's incredible. It just was like a really um, it's a very lyrical, poetic book. The prose is really, really wonderful. And, and it's just like a genuinely good story. Uh, Crying in H-Mart. Shook me to my core. Um, this is by Michelle Zauer, and it is a um memoir, technically about her mother, her journey with her mother, like passing away of cancer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it is a real love letter to complicated mother daughter relationships, and a real love letter to um like an immigrant heritage because when her her mother is Korean and her father is white and when her mother dies she feels like the part of her that's Korean has also died and so this book is kind of her journey to like reconnect with her Korean self that's Um, cool it's just, it's really beautiful. She, Michelle Zauer is Japanese Breakfast, if you've ever listened to them. Oh. 10 of 10 band. Yeah. You can tell that she's a musician and her music lyrics sound very similar to her style of writing. And then my last one, because I know I just have a mammoth list. I'm so <laughs> sorry, um, is Searching for Sunday by Rachel oh. Held Evans. Which oh, yeah phenomenal read about a like christian evangelical woman who like leaves the church and is like contemplating leaving her faith due to a variety of reasons and hypocrisies and abuses by the church and rachel held evans is a fascinating woman in general um and i would recommend reading it if you're at all in any kind of religious existential crisis maybe wait because it's like <laughs> it's a it's a really heavy read yeah um, it was a very emotional read for me but I
0: got a lot out of it I enjoyed it a lot So that's
1: cool those are my best
0: wow I love that I love that you had some nonfiction in there because like I did not read any nonfiction this year so I have nothing it's to say. hard to find a good one you know yeah. like I like
1: pick up a lot and then the ones that stick really stick you know
0: yeah, yeah, I need to like, I just like never even know where to start. But something that, um, I mean, we're going to get into like anticipated reads of 2023, but something I really want to read in 2023 is Jeanette McCurdy's memoir, I'm glad my mom died. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's, I've heard such good things, and she grew up Mormon, so I like anticipate that I will... Connect. Exactly. So yeah, she is just really articulate. I've listened to her uh, do some interviews... I just love what she has to say. So I'm excited to read that. But like, that's the only nonfiction thing really that I have on my TBR. Like, I don't even know what else to look for. It's hard to know. So I'm impressed yeah. that you found those. I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what, um, are, are your best book OTPs?
1: <laughs> I, I want, I am dying to know yours first. And oh, okay. just to, okay. just to preface for listeners, we did talk about this earlier, but if you're not aware OTP is one true pairing, which this is basically us being like, these are our favorite couples in literature that we read this year.
0: Yes. And actually, the by revealing these couples, I'm going to spoil the Court of Thorns and Roses <gasps> oh, series and the Throne of Glass wait, series. That's so such a good point. Okay, here's what I'll do. When I'm editing this episode, I will like figure out how long we talk about this and i will put in a little note like hey please skip ahead to this amount it's to avoid spoilers because like this okay. like for real for real if, These are if you're gonna read a court spoilers. of thorns and Ro- roses you don't want this spoiled for you like i promise you don't want it you don't want it Future Editing Riley here with the time updates as promised. We talk about our OTPs for approximately five minutes, so if you skip ahead exactly five minutes from where you are in the episode, go ahead and do that if you haven't read the series that we're discussing. All right, here we go. I'm about to spoil. I'm giving everyone one last minute to skip ahead. Please, if you've not read A Court of Thorns and Roses or A Throne of Glass, please skip ahead. Okay, here we go. Faze and... I mean that's like, it's it's got to be it. Like, what are I just you gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like, a Court of mist and fury changed my life. The store. There are some some critical things that I may have to say regarding mm-hmm. what happens. Oh, what the my AirPod just like was so weird. Um, regarding what happens after Feyre and Reese get together, um, I mm-hmm. think war like maybe we run into some issues where their relationship isn't like as interesting anymore. And, and there's like that cringe line about them having sex while everyone's in the war camp is dying. <laughs> but besides like, besides that, I don't care. I love them. I love them. And their love story is just so amazing. And I want to read a Court of us and fury over and over. It was just like, so, so good. So yeah, they mm-hmm. are OTP for me. And then my second one, Maybe this will surprise you. I don't know. From this is from Throne of Glass. It's mm-hmm. Elorkin, Elite and Lorcan. Oh, I'm so obsessed that is with them. A sweet one, I'm so wow, obsessed. So cute. I love them so much. Um, yeah, I I thought about saying Rowan and Aelin, but like honestly. It's just like you know they're gonna get together from *Air of Fire*. Yeah. But like Alina Lorkin was unexpected and really cute, and he's like this big guy who's like so like dark we love and a grumpy scary boy. and grumpy, <gasps> and then he like becomes soft just for her, and she's like just so her. smart and clever, and despite her physical weaknesses, she just. I'm just like obsessed with her as a character. So yeah, I love them together. And then quick honorable mention to Manon and Dorian because hot and I love them. So hot.
1: Yeah. So yeah, um, those are
0: my OTPs. What are yours?
1: Uh, so I so I also have Feyre and Rhysand. Um, Love them. I, I would agree. I mentally am sort of thinking Feyre and Restand of A Court of Mist and Fury. I think their whole like love story is so good and I just kind of mentally delete a lot of Akawar, A Court of...
0: Um, <laughs> what does it stand for? Uh, wings and Ruin. Wings and Ruin, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also have heard some rumors... Uh. Oh, also they kind of are so blah in um, A Court of Frost and Starlight Oh, yeah. We're just going to – I'm just talking about Feyre and Resan in A Court of Vents and Furies, okay? Yep, yep, yep. Um, Throne of Glass, I have Dorian and Manon. I <sighs> love them. So I hot. love how grumpy she is and it's yes. like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, hee-hee, okay. And <laughs> she's like, damn it, I'm into it. Um, Dorian is my king. I'm just obsessed with him. I want him to have the world and he is so precious. I love him. Uh, but actually, my number one OTP, which if you have read, if you have not read all of the Caraval series and all of the Once Upon a Broken Heart series by Stephanie Garber, yes, you need to have read them both.
0: Riley, you haven't read them both. I haven't. So should I take my AirPods out or something?
1: (laughs) No, I think you're fine. It's not that big of a spoiler. Okay. I I want you to. I don't think it's a huge spoiler. It's a. It's maybe. Damn, is it a spoiler? (laughs) They're the they're the main OTP. I guess I won't talk about it.
0: Okay. Well, if. People have read that series, if, they'll probably know who you're talking about, right?
1: If you've read through A Ballad of Never After, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the couple in the Hollow and the time that they spent there. And if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, this is just a psycho babble for you. Um,
0: <laughs> we love a psycho babble.
1: But. Uh, yeah, those are those are my OTPs. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like I read a lot of really great love stories this year, you
0: know, yeah. just really, really, I don't know. Our Queen S.J.M. Believe-
1: knows how to write a love story.
0: And then she uh, really
1: she really does. Yeah. And I love a drawn out, non-rushed a slow burn love story. I love it when I got to work for it, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But what are you most excited to read in 2023? So w- only one of these is like uh, something that's coming out in 2023. The other two mm-hmm. are things that are already out that I'm just like looking forward to reading. Um, so we'll we'll start with those. Uh, for number three, I have Crescent City because I, like we still haven't read it. I need to read A Court of Silver Flames first because I just feel mm-hmm. like you need to have read... From what I've heard, you need to have read Throne of Glass and all of Akatar before you read Crescent City. Maybe that's not true, but that's what I've heard. So I am looking forward to reading Crescent City and talking about it, especially because everyone, every book podcast ever just, like, has so much content about Crescent City. Like, I see a lot of two-parter episodes for those books, so I'm really excited to consume the content and just, like, get all up in the theories and stuff, so... Yeah, I'm excited about Crescent City. Uh, I also think she might be releasing Crescent City 3 in 2023, question mark? Maybe not till 2024. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think she's working on it. And then uh, my number two is the Once Upon a Broken Heart, Ballad of Never After series. Just because you have hyped it up so much. I'm like so excited to read it. So I think we're going to be doing that one and covering it on the podcast sometime in early 2023. So what do we have it planned for like February or March or something? Uh, I don't remember uh, exactly when. April. 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 Okay, yeah, stay tuned until April um, and read those books along with us because we're going to discuss them, and I'm so excited. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. And then my biggest, like, anticipation book that is coming out in early 2023, Chain of Thorns, Cassandra Clare. So excited. I'm so excited because Chain of Iron left us on such a cliffhanger, and oh I – I Oh my god, did I read that series this year? Oh my god, maybe I forgot that I like have read more than this year than I thought. But I guess I read Chain of Gold and Chain <laughs> of Iron this year. <laughs> wow. Did, maybe I did. You know what? I think maybe it was like early too. this year, like maybe February, March. Yeah, so maybe wow. Avatar wasn't like my first time back, but it just feels different because I've been reading Cassandra yeah. Clare Mortal Instruments world since literally high school. So it just like is a really familiar world to go back into. Um, and yeah, she really, really did, like, did us dirty <laughs> with the ending of, <laughs> Chain of, Thor- of Chain of Iron. So I'm really excited to read Chain of Thorns and cover it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so yeah, those are my biggest anticipated reads of 2023. What are yours? Um, like yeah, that. so the book I am
1: 10,000% most excited uh, to come out is the next book in the once upon a broken heart series oh when That's does it come coming out out in the fall of 2023 Ooh. um cannot wait i'm just gonna be crying on the floor i can <laughs> i already know it i'm gonna cry right now um i also am really excited for chain of thorns i think that that i think it, i'm actually kind of also looking forward to sort of tying that That series up with a bow. I think she maybe has another trilogy.
0: I think she has one more, the
1: Shadowhunter Chronicles. Yeah. Um. But honestly, those books are (laughs) haul. They're so big. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I just I will we'll I'll wait and see for her next book to come out. I'll probably read the first one, but I just. I think I've lost my pace um, with those books a little bit. Uh, just because we we did start them so young. I feel like there's an element where I, I've maybe outgrown them a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see how um how Chain of Thorns goes. I'll probably finish it and I'll be like, I want another ASAP straight to the vein.
0: Yeah. Um, for but sure. we'll
1: see. We'll see. I am also super excited and I think you will be too. Uh, for Stolen Air by Holly Black coming out um, oh, beginning of January. I about just, it. yes, I just finished Queen of Nothing. I'm not sure that Riley has yet. I haven't finished yet. Um, no spoilers. I just finished that book and I am dying for just like more of these characters, more of the world. Um, Stolen Air air focuses on a different like the main character for the book is not the same but i think that we're going to see all of the main characters again in stolen air and i'm just dying to see um one just just like a couple in that book see see what's up Mm. um so i'm looking forward to that for books that are already out but I haven't read yet, um, I'm really looking forward to reading Legendborn. Oh, I don't know if you've heard of that. I've heard that. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought it at the bookstore, at a used bookstore, because it was on sale. And the second book, it's by Tracy Dion. Uh, the second book, Bloodmarked, came out this year and was very popular. People were all about it. So. Um, pretty excited to read that. I'm pretty sure it has to do with like King Arthur stuff, which um a Camelot
0: slow moment,
1: yeah. And then the other read that I'm really looking forward to is the Poppy Wars by um. R.F. Wang. I might be pronouncing that wrong, and I apologize. Um, but she is one of the few authors who comes up a ton in jack and eyes like if there's like a venn diagram of what jack reads and what sam reads she's one of the only authors who like really oh. is like meeting in the middle there so i think that's okay. something that we're gonna read together and i'm that's fun looking forward to it
0: yeah cute wow yep 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 love that well i think we have a lot to look forward to in 2023 book wise and know. also like media wise like are there i wrote down a few like movies and shows yes so looking forward to um I
1: so I actually wrote this down and then I was like maybe it doesn't come out in 2023 I'm really looking forward to Dune 2 yes um yes. I don't know if that's dropping this it is 2023 or okay 2023 Real fall we're looking forward to that yes. um I think that that the content that it's going to be covering in this film is like the best content in the Dune books so I'm yes. pretty hype about that I agree um I'm also super hyped for the Barbie film. Like, when's that gonna drop? Oh my god! Can't wait. Yes, cannot wait. So those are those are the two films that I knew off the top of my head. I'm pretty psyched about.
0: Yeah, that's the, the only movie I had written down was Dune Part 2. I'm just, like, so stoked. I've been looking forward to it for so long. Yes. And I they spent a really long time filming it, which, like, tells mm-hmm. me that it's going to be really good. It's understandable because a lot of shit happens in the second half of Dune. So, yeah, cannot wait. Cannot wait for everyone to be talking about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast. I just i am so excited. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And then... Uh, you know what else is I believe slated to come out in 2023, but there's not like a a solid date yet. Is the Percy Jackson show on <gasps> oh, Disney Plus? Oh yeah! I'm so excited to see that. I
1: also am really excited about that. Um, that also like triggered my brain. I'm really excited for the new um Doctor of the Doctor Ooh. Who franchise to yeah air. Um, I'm really optimistic about it. Um, Really excited for that new sort of series. Thank you. (laughs) It's a special time for us, uh, Doctor Who fans, when you get a new Doctor, you know?
0: For sure. Yeah, no, I feel like I've never been, I've never really watched Doctor Who, but I've been, like, on that kind of fandom-adjacent side of the internet forever, and so I always see people being so excited when there's a new Doctor. So yeah, excited about that for you Um, I also think that uh, it, There's no solid release date yet either But I believe The Summer I Turned Pretty Season 2 Is slated to come out yes. this year Which I'm oh. so looking forward to I think it's gonna be wait. Maybe kind of really fucking sad But um, I was
1: gonna say Do you I'm think, think it's gonna, gonna to follow it? the plot of the books?
0: Uh, I think so be- Just because the first season Like I've actually only read the first book in, like, half of the second one. I need to finish that series. Oh, you didn't
1: finish? LOL. No. I thought you finished. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go on and read plot
0: summaries for all of these books. So I know no. how the whole series ends. I, I didn't read I kind of know what happens. But, like, yeah, I haven't actually – because I, like, was reading those. And then you were like, you have to read A Court of Thorns and Roses. And then I just, like, dropped them and picked up ACOTAR. So Not sorry. Uh, yeah. But um, I also really enjoyed the show a lot more than the book just because the show – like the books are so short. The show gives a lot more mm-hmm. time for the characters to really have arcs and develop. And so I just felt like it was a much more developed story with more interesting characters in the show than in the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that the show will probably follow like loosely the plot but will probably add a lot and – I'm like really hopeful because what they added in the se- first season, I felt like really added to the characters and the show. So mm. I have faith in them. I'm hoping it's not like a rushed job. um Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it when it comes out. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited as well. Looking forward to it. There's some good stuff coming up in 2023. Yeah, yeah. I'm also, hoping it's gonna be a good. Year. Uh, more episodes of this podcast
0: yes actually all the episodes of this all the episodes (laughs) yeah yeah for context we started recording in literally like October, october and we're not gonna release our first episode until january but um you know that's just how it goes so, yeah, this will hopefully be the year of the Great Obsession podcast, and we're gonna talk about a lot hopefully. of stuff. So, I'm really excited to just like crank out the content because I am loving talking about all this stuff. It's so funny because I feel like for a while, like reading all these books. I'll read a book and then I'll be like, hmm, I'm not sure what my thoughts are on that. And then I'll listen to a podcast about it and be like, oh my God, so true. Or like, oh, I don't agree with that. And so I like don't formulate my thoughts till I listen to a podcast. But now that we're doing this, I'm like having to sit down and like like come up with my own thoughts. And it's so good for me. It makes our me brains like, need this kind of work yeah like i need this like brain exercise because it makes me feel like i'm in english class again like analyzing books and stuff and it's just like so fun i feel like I, my creative juices are flowing mm. and i'm enjoying um like actually thinking critically for once in my life so i would agree <laughs> it's been it's been a long time i won't yeah. lie It has, it has, because most of my thoughts during the day are like, just how do I answer this email? And then like, once I'm done with work, I'm like, I just want to play Mario Kart and like have no thoughts. So it's nice to like force myself to have thoughts (laughs) and talk about them with you. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it. And, Mm -hmm. um, also... I haven't actually posted anything on the Instagram yet at this point in time that we're recording. But by the time we release this episode, we have an Instagram. It's called uh, The Great Obsession Pod. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time. Adios.